hope you all are having a good Sunday morning, well, Sunday afternoon, sorry. Um, I'm going to go very quickly um, because of time. And we all know that the topic that we've been speaking about is spiritual discipline. And I firstly wanted to say, you know, what is discipline? And the word discipline is from the Latin word disciplina, meaning instruction and training. It's derived from the root word desir, meaning to learn. So then it brought me to what is spiritual discipline? And spiritual disciplines are habits, practices, and experiences that are designed to develop, grow, and strengthen certain qualities of the spirit, to build the muscles. You would know a lot about that. Uh, of our character and expand the breadth of our inner life. Spiritual discipline helps us to structure the workouts which train the soul. So if you were going to think about somebody going to the gym, they don't just go to the gym without any goal because then when they go, they might not get the result that they really desire. So when I think back when I was going to the gym and I didn't have any goals, I would just go and just go on any machine. So I wouldn't really see my results. But then when I had a personal trainer that told me exactly what muscles I'm working, you know, what to do for my legs, I was more on a mission because then I know that I would go into the gym and I would choose the specific um, machines that would give me the results that I need. And so our spiritual disciplines help us to build our spiritual muscles. It's a repetitive process. Because I'm sure anybody that goes to the gym will agree with me that you don't just go to the gym one time and then you have six-pack. Or you take a pill and then you automatically have a six-pack. Now guys, if there is one, please hit me up after the service. My husband will be interested. Yeah, He's watching, by the way, so if I get locked out when I get home, please pray for me. Right? Um, <laughs> So spiritual disciplines are biblical practices that a believer does to grow spiritually in Christ. When we discipline ourselves, not only does our character grow and we bear more fruit, but we also build our relationship with Christ. You see, many times when we have that goal, we will know how to develop habits. You see, when my husband was trying to get my attention, he became very disciplined. So he used to rise up early in the morning, time me when I'm going to work so that he could drop me to work because I didn't really have a good perception of him as an individual. But by him being persistent, by him having that discipline of getting up like five, six o'clock in the morning, which he never normally used to do, I was able to get acquainted with him to realize that my perception was actually wrong. But that only came by me having continuous conversations with him to then get an idea of who he really is. You see, spiritual discipline allows you to dive deeper into the heart and mind of God. Your desires begin to grow and change because your love and your yearning for him, more of him, has grown. All that you want is him. And you begin to seek him with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And God begins to reveal himself more to you. So some may ask, is spiritual discipline necessary? Brother Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. The secret of our future is hidden in our daily routine. Daily routine. Successful people do daily what the unsuccessful only do occasionally. Right? So I want you to think about a farmer, two farmers. 
You have one that will go till the soil, fertile the soil, do everything on a weekly basis, while there's another one that will only go maybe once or twice a year. But at the end of the year, he's expecting to receive the same bountiful harvest as the one that was going all the while. So that's not really possible. So you may look at Omar Taki, you may look at Rona, I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name because I will get it wrong. You may look at Rona, you may look at calling on all these people and say, you know what, they know the word. I want to be able to pray like them. I want to be able to preach like them. But the question is, are you willing to make the sacrifice to learn and go through the pathway that they have gone through to get to that destination? Paul is saying that he dies daily to the flesh, the old man. When we want to know Jesus on a deeper level, like what the disciples attained, the flesh has to be put to death, which includes the lust we go through daily. We always talk about the pride of life, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. Detaching from those things so you can grow in Christ. We become born again and take on the new man in Christ. But there is a process that has to take place to perfect us in Jesus. You don't get perfected by just being immersed in water. We don't become perfect overnight. God doesn't look for our perfection, but our progression. We have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We have to read the Bible, even when our flesh doesn't want us to read the Bible. We have to pray. We have to fast. We have to worship Jesus with pure worship like we just did. Everything has to be done with a sincere heart. As we give the Lord time to change us and form us into his image, which will be natural and not forced. Because guess what? You can't fake transformation. Our minds will be different and we'll start to see Jesus more and more in us. Paul also says, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ in me. Jesus, just like Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we have to follow that pattern. Our old man and its ways, sins, lust must die so we can experience the fullness of living in Christ. We can never experience the fullness of life in Christ by being lukewarm, being disciplined to a point, being disciplined when it suits, being disciplined when it's comfortable. That is why we must die with Christ daily and rise again. Romans 7:15 says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do, not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. How many of us have been there? We have that desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I, do not, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. You see, many are very disciplined. Very, very, very disciplined. But not to the things of the Spirit. Very disciplined. Not to the things of the Spirit. Discipline adulterers, discipline fornicators, discipline gossipers, discipline sleepers, discipline club goers, discipline TV watchers, discipline eye service workers carrying out dead works. You see, it's like sugar. It's sweet when going into the body, but in the long run, it's not good for you. 
in this busy life filled with all the things that so sweetly feed the flesh, we're not easily drawn to the green things, the vegetable or the salads. We're not easily drawn to the things that will sustain our body for the long run. The crown of life. You have to learn to say no sometimes to a really good thing in order to have the thing that's going to be the longest lasting. And then I started to ask myself, self-discipline but then versus love John 14 15 says if you love me keep my commandments so my question is do you approach spiritual discipline as something that you're going to gain validation from man or be approved by God Matthew 6 16 to 18 it says and when you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others truly I say to you they have received their reward but when you fast anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. When you get to the point of what you're doing is out of love for God, then you're going to see it as valuable instead of painful. Something to be treasured and not measured. Are you motivated by love for God or the validation of man? God has given us an open invitation to get to know him. What a privilege that is. Sometimes there are things that we must do in our lives so we can focus on God's love. Nothing can substitute for spiritual discipline. And so you have to be motivated by a love relationship with God and not a get what I want relationship with God. At your worst, Christ died for you. Christ longs for you. Christ wants you to experience him. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 reminds us that his grace is enough. It's enough to motivate you to discipline yourself. When we truly grasp the beauty of Christ, everything in our life changes. Our motives change. Our desires change. And the way we spend our time changes. I'm rounding up. But godly character is developed over time honed by the practice of spiritual disciplines and commitment of living honorably before men and God. Habits of devotion like prayer, fasting, and Bible reading are the means by which we are transformed by the Spirit. So as a child of God, you need to be encouraged to cultivate a life of spiritual discipline. It's so easy to lose focus, especially in these times, and our hearts get captivated by temporal things. The thing, the world is set to take your attention away from the things of God. However, we should rejoice in the fact that we have a merciful and gracious Father. God is continually renewing us, building our relationship with him, and reminding us of the great price. You see, immediately after Jesus makes the statement, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, he also says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, John 14, 16. Why? Because we have a high priest that can relate to our pain and challenges. Many times we fail because we try to do things in our own strength, the flesh. But the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives within you, the Holy Spirit. Jesus knows that keeping his commands in this fallen world will require a divine source of power in the form of the Holy Spirit's presence living within us. Stop putting the Holy Spirit in the passenger seat whilst allowing your flesh to be the driver of your life. 
preach gospel to yourself. Take time to reflect upon Christ and use this as a daily reminder of why you do the things that you do. Pray, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without season. Worship, Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Bible, read it. Joshua 1, 8. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Evangelism, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The body, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Do you know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the price? Are you going to be that one? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercise self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath but we are imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beat in the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. <clears throat> Spiritual disciplines are things that we do, but let it not be a checkoff list, but more about a relationship with God. We must never lose sight of this fact. It is only one thing. It's one thing to talk piercely about the solitude of the heart but if that does not somehow work its way into our experience and daily life then we have missed the point of the spiritual disciplines we are dealing with actions not just words saying i'm disciplined not just words not merely words or states of mind just like in the words of omar taki faith without works is dead and works without faith is dead works we cannot give our hearts to god and keep our bodies for ourselves Thank you.